This episode is sponsored by iTunes. Go to www.cheapseatreviews.com. Click on the iTunes button, purchase anything you want, and a small portion will go to this podcast. See, the sad thing about a guy like you is in 50 years, you're going to start doing some thinking on your own, and you're going to come up with the fact that there are two certainties in life. One, don't do that. And two, you dropped 150 grand on a f***ing education you could have got for a dollar fifty in late charges at the public library. <laughs> yeah, but I will have a degree, and you'll be serving my kids fries at a drive-thru on our way to a skiing trip. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, but at least I won't be unoriginal. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode... For the greater good. <laughs> this is episode 90. For, for, for the greater good. Uh... No. Uh, Four. There is an R there. Oh, the greater good. This is episode 90, and today we're talking about <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Corny Tootsie Roll Logan. There was not a lot of food in this. Well, actually, there was a lot of food in this movie. There was, yeah. Yeah, the Tootsie Speaking Roll food, was a, You know, was I, I, I once had uh, an actual Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia. I know we're not in the same spot, but uh, you're really never going to eat a finer uh, collection of meat and cheese and stuff. And then the waiter came over and punched you in the face, right? He did actually. Yeah, good, good Philadelphia. Um, no, if, if, if the, the Tootsie Roll reference is not for food, but anyway. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and Sam, he stole my line vector. <laughs> now, now, Sean, what are you doing back there in my mother's room? You better not be jacking off in my mother's room. <laughs> what you got in your hands there, Sean? Is that my little league glove? What are you doing with my little league? You like went almost like Middle Eastern there for a second. I know, I got, it. got really strange. That's just the worst accent I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it got a little weird or something. I don't know what happened there. Did you did you jerk off into my little league club? No, I just used it to clean up. Man, those guys and because those are brothers. That's Casey yeah. Affleck. That's you know yeah. Ben's actual brother. And so I mean, I suppose it, um, anyway. Um, Thank you, Sam, for that, that yeah, intro yeah. for myself. Um, uh, no Chad, again tonight. Uh, we haven't had him for like a month, and we have him last week for the ABCs of death. Uh, yeah. And then now he's he's dying of dysentery or something. Uh, he actually does well, have... for dysentery. Yeah, he actually does have... <laughs> yeah, he actually does have... I think he has the flu. Um, we no excuses. Tr- yeah, we actually tried a little bit ago, and you... Uh, Honestly, couldn't understand what he was saying amidst the coughing and the wheezing and the other. It was worse than a Boston accent. It was way worse than that, and even worse than <laughs> Sam's Boston accent. Um, hey, hey, you know, stop. Stop. we could have. Uh... No, we're not going to have an appearance by Ben Affleck tonight. <laughs> um, so Chad sent me some notes for me to say on his behalf. So, um, 
It'll, it'll be just like Chad's here. There'll just be a snarky comment every now and then. It'll just be from my voice <laughs> instead of Chad's. Um, so let's pull up a chair and dive in uh, to uh, Goodwill Hunting. Um, uh, b- before I do the, the, the part of the show where I ask you guys you know, your initial impressions, let's just say that um, this movie was just a breath of fresh air after watching those oh, four hey, movies from October. Um, I, I really... I enjoyed watching a movie that mattered. Yes. You know, um, I mean, Saw, I guess, was okay, but... No, um, no, even that, even yeah. that is... It's a genre film. I could take it or leave it. This, yeah. this, however, is trying to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, it has it a has point, it has a story, it has a reason. Unlike Rubber, this has a, a reason. Um, and maybe <laughs> we'll explore it some in this, in this particular episode. Uh... But but what is Goodwill Hunting? Well, uh, Corny is here to explain in what whatever voice he chooses. <laughs> so uh, Will Hunting, a uh, janitor at MIT, has a gift for mathematics, uh, but needs help from a psychologist to find his uh, direction in his life because he's wicked smart. <laughs> okay, that, that was uh, uh, a guy from Brooklyn visiting Boston. Apparently, yeah, that uh, was pretty good. Uh, you, yeah, you damn right there. Yeah, thank, thank I you. I appreciate that. That, that wasn't bad. Good. Um, yeah, so the Goodwill Hunting, it is that. It's, uh, it's, uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote this, uh, and they won an Oscar for it, and I get it. Yeah. I totally oh, get it. Uh, Robin Williams was also in it, and Stellan Skarsgård. And he was brilliant in this movie. Oh my gosh, I, it... Uh, we, I, we'll talk you, about did, Have we done Robin Williams films before in our top Oh list? yeah, well... Oh, yeah. We did Jumanji. I mean, yeah, we did it yeah. because when, when he passed away, we did Jumanji right. because yeah. of that. Um, and we did do our top three Robin Williams movies. Um, I had not seen this movie uh, when we did that list. I'm still not sure I would have put it in my top three because he was freaking awesome in this. Yeah. Um, but I think um, it's up there with Dead Poet Society in my mind. Oh my gosh, sure. that's another good movie. Um, really, cute. which which I have seen, and that movie also made me elicit emotions that I did not know I had or something. Um, Hunger. Hunger is one of them that uh, I had. It was not that for me. It was something <laughs> else. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so this was 1997's Goodwill Hunting, uh, uh, directed by Gus Van Zant. I didn't realize it was this, this old. Um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I knew it was old, and I, I actually kind of thought it was a little bit after 2000, but... Uh, Right, oh, wow. yeah, I it, it actually kind of felt older, actually, in my opinion, just by the really? the look of South Boston, kind of reminded me of Detroit. Um, <laughs> uh, so I actually thought that it was a little older. Um, I would have I would have guessed ninety five, ninety four, um, but that's okay. Uh, he has done uh, Gus Van Zandt is the director, um, and he has done a whole bunch of movies, but uh, not a whole lot that I've ever I, I've heard of Milk. Which is yep. that uh, Sean Penn one? What? Isn't his name Harvey Milk? Yeah. The mayor or whatever it was? Yeah. Uh, Finding Forrester, which was really good. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, he did the Psycho reboot with. Um, what's his Is that the Shot for Shot reboot? Shot, what's that? They actually, they literally, the, one of these Psycho reboots, reshoots or whatever, uh-huh. they, um, they actually took it shot for shot only with. Different actors. Different actors. Yeah, it has Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates and Anne yeah. Hayes and Julianne Moore and like a bunch of actors, but it didn't do very well. Um, 
He's also done. What was I going to say? TV series called Boss. I don't remember that. Um, Goodwill Hunting. So a bunch of other stuff I've actually never heard of. Um, so this this basically he's got his. Basically, in my opinion, he's done Goodwill Hunting and Fighting Forrester, and that's yeah. kind of it, really. And, and in that order, with the vast distance between hunting and finding. And Fighting Forrester, I still think is a is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um. It's still along the same vein. I think he does this type of movie very well. Yeah, I don't know if any of those other movies are that type of movie or not. Maybe they should be, and that's why we would have... Or maybe they're not, and that's why we've never heard of them. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll do this part now. Um, uh, Corny, um, Chad didn't let me know if he had seen this before. I'm pretty sure he had. I remember him saying that he had. I don't know when it was, but um, I'm pretty sure he had seen it. So Corny, um, was, you know, uh, was this anyone other than me's first time? This is my first time. Oh, okay. And at my wall of shame, I, uh, or my, uh, list of shame. Uh, sorry, on my list of shame, um, I could have sworn I've watched this movie. Like, it just seems like it's a movie that would have, uh, in, in between a, uh, a collegiate date night or something like that, I figured this would have shown up. But, uh, I, I, either I've watched it and don't remember, or I've never seen it before. So I'm just going to go with I've never seen it before. And, um, first impression is holy cow. What a great movie! Um, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I was completely glued the entire time. The ac- the uh, Boston accents kind of threw me off, but I got used to that real quick. Um, and I just, I don't know. I was maybe because it's after um, Zombievers and everything else we've watched in the last <laughs> month. But this, like you said before, it's a breath of fresh air, and man, did it feel good. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about this movie. Um, like, I I'm trying to find an analogy that works, you know, for, with movies. And usually, food is kind of my favorite analogy uh, when it comes to certain types of movies. You know, like like the Evil Dead movies are like caramel popcorn. You know, it's okay. just like I just like it. It's not really good for you. It's not really bad for you. It's just you know you just you just scarf it up, right? Or yeah. Um, like, like Serenity is my favorite movie, right? So that's like, to me, that's like a T-bone steak, which is my favorite. You know, I can have it whenever I want, breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever, and it's just, it makes me happy and full and content, right? So the month of October was like, I don't know, like cotton candy. You know, like there was no substance, and there was a little bit of a sugar rush because it had some kind of interesting moments, but then it was gone. And there's no fulfillment. That's the best thing I can come up with. Yeah. And then you have this movie. This was like the best chef salad I've ever had. <laughs> you know, like this was good for you kind of food. You know, or or maybe not a chef salad, but like I don't know, like Corny. I've I've had your mother's cooking. This felt <laughs> like a movie that your mother would have cooked. Mm-hmm. You know, like just that good, <laughs> makes you feel good on the inside kind of food. You know, like that, um, like her fried chicken or her um, baked mac and cheese or something like that. Like something that is filling and has meaning. You know, like when your mom cooks your, your the food, like you know that she is doing it with love and lard and other things. But you know, saying like, <laughs> you know, like I don't know, like that's the only Amen. way I can describe Preach. this movie. I think I just I, stole my part, but um. Uh, that uh, is that kind of what you were saying, Corny? Maybe I, I jumped I, around I or something. That, I think uh, that that's probably the the uh, 
Yes, I'm, I think that's going to be exactly how I feel about this movie. Because I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm going to watch this movie again um, this weekend. Okay. When I get a moment. Um, all right. Hey, I mean, I you're going to maybe chuckle at this. I have I watched the movie straight through the whole first time. I always do. Uh, and I take notes, as, as you guys know I do. And then... And I write down when I, oh, I, I like this clip of audio. I think I'll capture that. And so I write down what time it was. And so I go back and capture the audio. So when I went back to capture the audio, I kept finding myself forgetting to skip ahead <laughs> to the next clip. I just kept watching. I just kept getting sucked back into this movie. Anyway, um, so I kind of know what you mean, Corny. Sam. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of right right with you there. You know, it's, it's a movie that doesn't have, you know, there... It doesn't have the typical flow in terms of high points, low points, high points, low points. There is one point in this movie where if it hasn't grabbed your attention, um, and I'm talking about the exchange between uh, Robin Williams and and Matt Damon towards the end when he finally cracks, but um, it's, it's, it's a powerful moment and you feel it. And I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, Robin Williams passing away the way he did, Seeing those sad moments with him, it for some reason, you know, I, I guess I said I've seen this many times before, many times. It's, it's a it's a really good movie, and I've seen it before. It struck me even more so this time, seeing the sadness in Robin Williams' eyes, and knowing maybe what he was bringing to the table as that character already was kind of true to who he was. Um, and it's just so freaking sad that that we lost someone like him, who could do characters like this. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, I wanted to hang out with him. Yeah. He's, he he felt like he would be a fun guy to hang out with, and those guys that hung out together felt like they would kind of be a fun group to hang around, even though you know they're kind of nasty. And, yeah, they would probably uh, kick our asses too. Uh, are you talking oh, about absolutely. us? Or are you talking about? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, but it's it's a likable movie, and you know, Matt Damon does such a good job at being kind of a prick in yeah. this movie he really is you know I, was, I, I didn't want to compare him to the zombievers girl but he's hard to like but at, he gives you first, a reason yeah. why yeah he gives you a reason why and, and you understand it um you know what's going on with him and, and why he's the way he is and it's so well written you know you got to give those guys kudos for this movie i don't know how long it took them to get all this together but it is one of the perfect scripts that that I could I could give it almost a perfect rating for the script itself. It's a it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. I I really wish Chad was here tonight, not just for his sarcastic quips and his um, 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 hilarious attempt at a Boston accent. Um, <laughs> but Chad didn't like this movie. I know. And I saw I, that. And I and uh, I I really wanted to kind of to dive in with him. Why? Uh, and I, I would, I think that would have actually been really good dialogue. And I, unfortunately, we're not going to get it because sometimes I feel like our podcasts are better when one of us disagrees, which Disag- usually it means it's you and me, Sam. But yeah, um, though the last uh, month or so or two months, we've actually been agreeing, which has really freaked Corny out. Damn um, right, it is. We've gotten better. We've gotten better. Yeah. So yeah, the I, last couple I episodes, you got- guys have. Uh, <laughs> Sam has pulled out the old stops, and uh, Joe Pesci himself into. Uh, 
disagreeing with you. So into the good, into the good grade. Yeah, but I mean, like seriously, like the month of October though, there wasn't a whole lot to disagree about. I think we were all pretty much on the same page that. um, That was exhausting, by the way. It kind of was actually. It it it, it, it's not like I I didn't want to do the podcast, but it was like that's that's a hard month to get through. Yeah, especially since we didn't have a a frighteners and. uh, versus evil, Tucker and Dale versus yeah, evil. you're right. That that yeah. month was devoid of joy. Yes, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's exactly it right. really was. And and please, listeners, don't hear our gripes. Is we don't appreciate you guys offering up because all of those movies you, the listener, suggested, yep. and we love that you did. And we certainly don't want you to not make recommendations in the future. We will do clearly anything you guys suggest <laughs> if we can find it. Um, that's certainly not what we're complaining about. Um, what we are complaining about is the movies that we did watch. Um, and that's kind of, I guess the danger that if you suggest a movie, you're going to get our honest opinion, um, about that movie. And if, and at least you'll know that. Yeah. And so if you're, if there's a movie that you request is your favorite movie and we rip it apart, sorry, Sorry. I guess. Blame it on Chad. (laughs) Yeah. Blame it on Chad. Um, uh, Anyways, that's uh, beside the point. Uh, my my point is that I had not seen this before. It was on my list of shame. And uh, we're actually going to talk more about lists of shame later, which is going to be kind of fun. But, um, damn, I was sucked into this movie from the, the word go. Um, I know I made... felt like real characters. I made reference a couple weeks ago or last week. I can't remember what it was. I can always tell if I like a movie or not by how many notes I took. Um, I took about seven notes that weren't um, clips, basically. I just forgot oh. to write stuff down. I was just, I was afraid to look away from my screen to type that I was going to miss something important that mattered. Because everything in this movie mattered. Whether it was the snarky quip from Casey Affleck or Matt Damon just being super smart. Or Wicked Smart, sorry. Wicked Smart. Wicked Smart. Wicked Smart. And, um, <laughs> and showing up some douchebag from Harvard. God. Um, Harvard. Harvard. I'm going to talk Why? the way I talk. I mean, I just I can't even pretend to be Boston. I'm just going to stick with my typical middle of the South, kind of slightly redneckish tone. Um, just this, this movie affected me. It actually did. Um, Sam, that scene you're talking about when, 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 ben, when Robin Williams just all all he says is it's not your fault, yeah, and he just keeps hitting him with it and hitting him with it because, he, you know, Matt Damon probably knew that the character he's, his character probably knew that it wasn't his fault, but he didn't want to believe it because he'd probably been told all his life that he was this worthless kid, and that he'd always felt that, and Robin Williams just kept it's not your fault, it's not your fault, and so it finally broke that hard crusty Boston exterior and got to basically his child inside like that affected me. I was crying with him. I really was. Um, that was a powerful scene. And, uh, the scene when they're on the bench together, overlooking the pond, the one of my notes on that was Robin Williams could have won an Oscar for that monologue. It was amazing. Yeah. Did he not win that? He did. He won was an he, Oscar. Was he nominated for this? For this? Yeah, he won. Did he win it for this one? Yeah, he won. He won. Okay. There was only two Oscars that were won, and the, and it was for best screenwriting, 
and Best Actor in a Supporting Role. It was nominated okay. for Best Picture, Best Actor in a Leading Role, Matt Damon, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Matt Minnie Damon. Driver, Best Director, Gus Van Zandt, uh, Best Film Editing, Best Music Score, be, no, sorry, Best... Yeah, best music score by Danny Elfman and best, I know, right? Best, that actually, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Danny Elfman. Yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, it's funny. Wow. As I was listening to the sorry, sorry to jump in, no, but you're as fine, I was you're listening fine. to the opening uh, scene, and you get this mix of a really what would you you know would say is a standard you know little fluffy melody, with this constant disturb. Basically, you take another chord structure and you put it right under the melody's key. And you've got this just this crunch going on. I was like, "Damn, that sounds uh pretty weird." Like, I wonder who would actually do this. And so Danny Elfman pops up and goes, "This makes a lot more sense." Yeah. But if, I guess if you kind of listen to that throughout the movie, that you know you hear, you know, it's, I don't say a theme, but you kind of well, it's a theme. You get this theme, and it kind of shows up here and there. It doesn't show up a lot. Obviously, there's not a lot of whole. You know, it's a lot of not a lot of music being played throughout this movie. I mean, from what I remember, um, but that theme it's as things the get back. better. That the the nasty you know the nasty chord that kind of sits under that goes away, which I thought was just fantastic for obviously what happens at the end of the movie. So um, anyway, sorry, uh, but yeah, Danny Elfman, another wonderful piece of music. That so I I was really curious, and whenever we kind of get into Oscar type things uh, on this episode of this, in this show, I'm always curious as to what beat it and what it beat out and things like that. Uh, Titanic won that year for Best Picture. There was, yeah, which there was I totally no... get. Yeah, um, I get that. Um, that was also another cheap seat review movie. Uh, best actor was Jack Nicholson for As Good as It Gets, and le- leading actress was Helen Hunt in As Good as yeah. It Gets, which did um, they were amazing. They were. Uh, it was w- weird for the podcast, but they were they were great. Um, it's that it's that expectations thing that we talked about earlier in, in our in our show. Not tonight, but in the um, in our life. Um, Kim Basinger won for Ellie Confidential and an actress in a supporting role. Best director was James Cameron for Titanic. Um, uh, but Goodwill Hunting for best screenplay beat out as good as it gets. Boogie Nights, Deconstruction Harry, Deconstructing Harry, and The Full Monty. Those are all good movies. I've never heard of Deconstructing Harry, but it's a Woody Allen film. So. Ah. Um, <laughs> But just so you, uh, best, um, best. What is it? Uh, best. Damn it. Best. <laughs> I best keep damn it. every time I read best, I am scrolling through, and I keep. That's why I keep best score. Um. I, uh, uh, the score best, was the the, yeah. the only, you know if there were some faults I, I didn't even though Elfman did it it wasn't like a score that I would buy for my collection. No, so best music, comma original dramatic score. So they actually broke it down into dramatic versus comedy. That's interesting. So James Horner won for Titanic. Beautiful score. Can't fault him for that. Right, right. Uh, and he and he won against Amistad, which was John Williams, Goodwill Hunting, Danny Elfman, Cundon, which I don't know that movie, Philip Glass, and L.A. Confidential for Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, that's, Philip Glass. Yeah, huh. Philip Glass had a movie soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's done several. And then best musical score for best music, original music or comedy score, Anne Dudley for the Full Monty one. Um, David Newman for Newman! Anastasia was a nominee. As good <laughs> as it gets was Hans Zimmer. Men in Black by Danny Elfman and My Best Friend's Wedding by James Newton Howard. 
So Elfman had two that year, huh? Yeah, yeah. Men in Black was actually a pretty good score, though. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Anyway, um. Oh, uh, what sorry. Before we what move on, what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Oscar wins and things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. You know. Oh, uh, before we move on, you, you know, we said uh, Philip Glass. So unless you are uh, into the 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 strange music, uh, Philip Glass is known for a piece of music called 433, or 4 minutes and 33 seconds. And uh, that piece of music has no music. You just sit there. What? From 4 minutes and 33 seconds. That's John that? Cage. Shit. Crap. John oh. Cage. Phil Glass does not do that. John Cage does that. But anyway, uh, sorry. I don't know why I was Ignore doing us. Cut, let's yeah, cut that Ignore out. what I just said. But anyway, he's in that <laughs> genre of music, what we would call uh, contemporary and so on and so forth. Anyway. Okay. Well, well Philip Glass has done a bunch of garbage. Not like garbage, a bunch of movies. Sorry, that was me. Um, <laughs> he has done some bad, you know, Hamburger Hill, um, uh, Candyman, which is not good. A bunch of other Candyman, and then he does that Kundan movie, which I've never again never heard of. Um, I'm probably getting yelled at. That's word. I don't think you know what that word means. Uh, he did the Hours, which is actually pretty good. Secret Window. Um, Secret Window. I don't think that's what that means. What that is? Uh, he did the Illusionist. Um, oh, have you seen that one? I have. It's a good movie. That's a good, I like that movie. Uh, and now, oh. okay, then a bunch of movies I've never heard of. A whole bunch of movies I've never heard of. Uh, oh, he was a co-composer on the new Fantastic Four movie. I won't hold that against you. That was a terrible film. It had nothing to do with the score. Uh, but he was a part of it. Now he must die. <laughs> no, well, Kate Mara was a part of it, and she's pretty. So, um, uh, She must die, too. <laughs> She will eventually. Oh. Of old age, hopefully. Uh, I don't, we should get away from this immediately. Um, <laughs> so, one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, Matt Damon's... Um, Matt Damon. Um, his portrayal of this character. He was... First of all, he's a trope, right? The common smart guy who's really, really smart. Now, here's my question. Is this movie the movie that invented the trope? You know? Because have you guys seen Finding Forrester? Yes. It's the same movie. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's a guy from the streets who's really, really smart. Instead of math, he's an English savant. Isn't that um, the one with... Uh, oh, Forrester? I didn't have a... Yes, yeah, Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery. Yeah, he's Forrester. You're the man now, dog. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 yeah. that, that line is from that movie. Yeah. Sorry, that's the only thing I remember. Actually, there's two things I remember that movie. That line and um, where the main character uh, goes on, uh, teaches us farther, and says, you mean further. Right. I farther love that with, scene. Yeah. Oh, that was... Um, yeah. I saw I, a kid I, try to do that in high school, and uh, he immediately got sent to the office. Like, he didn't get past the... <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's a great. Um, have you not seen it, Sam? Forrester? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You were, okay. You were reacting to it like you had not seen it, so. No, I I don't remember a whole lot of it. Oh, okay. I can't. Uh, or F. Murray Abraham was the guy that was that teacher that he was. Uh, uh, just ripping. It was great. It's just this great scene where, you know, F. Murray Abraham is picking on this guy. And he's like, he, he says a quote, and the guy doesn't know it, and he keeps referring to the guy's name, and then finally, you know, 
what the kid, the smart kid, was like, just say your name. And then he's like, oh, it looks like your skills go farther than the basketball court. And then he says, further. And he goes, I beg your pardon, further than the basketball well, further is a is a measurement of distance. Farther is, you know, in terms of depth, depth or out, yeah. Something like, yeah. And then so he's like, okay, you want to have a little smackdown? So he starts a quote, and then the other kid finishes before he can do it, and he he says the author, and then like he, like he's back and forth, and he's like, come on, professor, what you got? And then he t- he kicks him out. It's great. It's actually really good. Battle of Wits. I love those types of things, and which is what happens in this movie, which was great. Um, which what uh, uh it was what that that opening scene that I played. When he just sets that Harvard bastard in his place, because like, oh, congratulations, you read a book and memorized some lines, and now you think you're smart. Like, you're not, you don't have an original thought, which I love. I love that idea that <laughs> that well, it matters more to be original than to be smart. Well, at the same time, isn't that kind of what he did? Now he did read a obviously he he can he has an eidetic memory, and he can speed read, mm-hmm. and that, that's yep. evident because you know you watch him. Basically, he takes a picture of the page, and, and that's all he has to do. Right. Yeah. In his mind. Yeah. But it, essentially, his ideas came from the fact that he was reading these books. Right. But what he was doing, his point was, is that that guy read one book. He read and, one yeah. book, and then was creating his own opinion. Whereas Matt Damon had read like five all books, books <laughs> on <laughs> that particular yeah. subject, and had formulated his own opinion. That's okay. why later on, when he and um, Robin Williams are kind of having their opening sparring match. When he's like, you read History of the World, he's like, yeah, well, you should have read this. It's better. Um, and then Robin Williams counters with, actually, I think such and such is pretty good. And then he says, you're all a bunch of effing idiots. I don't understand. So, like, th- that was the way I kind of got it is that he uh, he had read all of them. Yeah. Um, and had formed his own opinion. I just kind of realized that he's kind of like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory a little bit, just with less Asperger's and more asshole. <laughs> I was going to say. More, more Boston to him. Yeah. So I was gonna say uh, Asperger's and ass kicking. Right, yeah, definitely. I didn't get that at the beginning of the movie when he just beat up those guys because he beat them up in kindergarten. Like, geez, that's. Well, they're talking about well, they're sitting watching the uh, the base the, the softball or the kids game there, and then uh, I guess he just decides, eh, I've had enough. For a yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a re- uh, comeuppance from from that game they were at. From the game? Well, who cares about the game? It was a softball game. It was a kids baseball game or whatever yeah but in their Sorry. minds it's it's a it's a fighting that doesn't make any sense that doesn't make sense though the like, reason to fight over a, a baseball game he but he said hey that's the guy that kicked my butt in kindergarten and he's like you want to go do something he's like nah he's with his girl or something and he talks about the girl's ass and then as they're leaving they're driving by and they see him again and he's like oh they're in our neighborhood now and he's like pull over the car over and so then he, Affle- or, uh, Damon walks up behind him. He's like, hey, remember me? I was that guy whose ass you kicked in kindergarten. And he punched him in the face. And that was how it started. Like, And then Ben Affleck said, hey, you over there. <laughs> go and get your ruse and come with me. We'll kick their butts. That's not at all how he sounded. At all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, that's how I remembered it. <laughs> Is that how you remembered it? Good day, you bastard. <laughs> I'll beat you to a pulp. With a bunch of other F words in there. Yeah, uh, that's funny. He was Ricky uh, yeah. Small. Yeah, I thought Ben did really well to hide his Australian accent. Um, I will say this: I actually captured. Um, I captured uh, accent? Uh, no. Uh, t- well, it is Ben Affleck talking, but not with an accent, British accent or uh, Australian accent. 
Uh, I captured about 27 seconds of him talking to prove that he can act. Um, that was kind of my joke is that. Say um, that again? People have yes. kind of forgotten the fact that he's actually a good actor. Yeah. Geely kind of messed that up. For yeah, Geely kind of ruined everything. And then, because like Armageddon, people are like, wait a minute, what is he doing? And this was the same year or the next year was Armageddon. And. And then he does Daredevil, and people I don't think have forgiven him for Daredevil. Um, <laughs> I, I, I still stand by that. I like that movie. I, I liked that you and I saw it together in the Boone Theater, Corny. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's the only part of that movie that I have fondness for. It's a terrible movie. Um, I do not like that movie. It, it was a, And it, I like it even less after watching the Netflix series. And the thing that also kind of makes me mad, Corny, about that movie, this is a, a little bit of a tangent, I know, but... We then, when that movie came out, that was what, like 03, right? Yeah, something like that. 03, 03. 03. We, we lived, you and I, in a time where Spider Man had come out, the first Spider Man, and that movie was flipping awesome. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we lived in a, a Daredevil came out in, yeah, 03. So we lived in a post Spider Man world where we had proven that you can make a good action comic book movie and take it seriously even though William Defoe was in a weird green suit. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying like it's also post Batman as well. Or was it how how close was it to Clooney Batman? Uh this oh. was yeah Clooney Batman was like 98, 99. Um we don't we don't speak of that one. <laughs> that movie was so bad. Bat Nipples is a uh, Well Bat Nipples was actually um it was also on the Val Kilmer one too. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. That was a Joel Schumacher thing. Way to go for ruining our Way Batman. Joel. Um, Dang it, Joel. You had one job. You had one job to not screw up Batman. And you did it twice. Um, <laughs> but he sold a ton of uh, merchandise. He probably did. He probably did. Um, I what My first note was they have a batting cage where you can throw the ball to the batter without any kind of protection. Oh that yeah, was, no, that was really strange. Like if if he rips one coming back at you, you're nothing you can do about it. I don't. There's I don't, no glove, you know. I don't. I don't think that exists. Those kind of batting cages exist in real life. I just thought it was a cool. And Boston, they uh, they uh, they play tough. You know? Yeah, I can't. Well, the, the the machine was behind him though, yeah. so it was you were supposed to use the machine. Maybe they were just being really cheap and do, throwing the pitches themselves. Yeah, they just went up there and grabbed the balls out of the machine Grab, and he was just hitting it. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that actually probably is probably more real than than my uh, <laughs> than my thought. Um, I also, that's what I thought it was happening. I thought I thought they were basically, you know, how you can reach up in some vending machines and grab something off the bottom row. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing with the pitching we're, machine. We're not right. we're not thieves, Sam. Maybe Yeah, yeah, no, yeah no, we're no. not. Um, I want to get to some clips here real quick. Uh, because some of these are really great. Uh, this was the first time in the movie where I laughed out loud. I mean, just I, I had a good just fist pump kind of uh, kind of moment here. Um, yeah. Do you like apples? Yeah. Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> I loved it. Oh, I thought it was great. That was totally I saw awesome. that moment coming, but it, it yeah. still made me. It made and what me a perfect douche! Oh, the yeah, guy from god. Harvard. Yeah, oh my god! I mean, the whole hair and everything. The ponytail I love it. and the jacket yeah. with the elbow pads. I mean, just uh, yeah, the, the perfect douche. I like that. And the the saddest part 
of that whole exchange before the apples, I actually knew what they were arguing about. The economics of agriculture southeast. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I could talk to them about this thing. I, I was, I mean, I obviously got the historical references because in regards to the Civil War and um, the Revolutionary War and agricultural they, capitalism. Uh, I, yeah, I was a little lost at that point because uh, economics was not one of my good classes <laughs> in my required business major, but um, I still loved it. Um, yes. I thought this old man was hilarious. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. You're right. <laughs> what? Who talks like that? <laughs> Chad. Oh, no, yeah, he I doesn't. Can see, I can see Chad saying ballyhoo. Yeah, but he's saying it ironical. <laughs> Is that a word? No. He's, no. He, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, if, like Chad is in, I, I say those phrases when I'm trying to pretend to be, to make a point to my students and make the joke that I'm old. You know, like, oh, what kind of shenanigans are you kids going to get into this week? You know, like, <laughs> because they're, you know, 11 years younger than I am. But, um, and ballyhoo, for those who are playing at home, is a term used for spotlight operators. So when you go to like a football, a basketball game and the, the team starts to come in and the spotlights are going all, crazy to do this big figure eights and they're going all over the stadium and then they then they focus in on the players that come out it's called ballyhoo. hoop anyway I, I i happen to remember that term from from your days uh, at carowinds yeah from you saying hey you do a little ballyhoo and i was like what the hell does that mean yeah, yeah. Uh, every good every show needs a good ballyhoo um this was your first really great um robin williams moment okay everybody that's it for today thanks um we'll see you monday we're talking about Freud, why he did enough cocaine to kill a small horse. Thank you. <laughs> and you have to wonder, which of these lines are ad-libbed and which of these are you want script? A, you want a, do you want yeah. an actual answer? Actually, I do know that the uh, – I happen to know this, but the uh, scene where uh, William starts to talk about uh, his, his wife farts in her sleep, mm. uh, that was completely ad-libbed. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Matt Damon's laughter is completely genuine. Yep. In that moment. Yeah, because he had no idea it was happening. Um, so that whole scene was completely ad libbed and organic, and that's what makes it awesome. Yes. Um, it felt it, the real. fact that he, you know, the Rob willing to keep what appears to be a genuinely straight. Fa- I mean, you know, he chuckles here and there, but um, I, I, you know, I, again, I know we 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 miss his comedy, but that stuff you just don't see anymore. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he was brilliant. Uh, I thought this was a great line. I know you've been thinking about it. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. Yes, you have. Oh, you know, no, I really haven't. Yes, you have. You happened to get a good night kiss. No, you know, I tell you, I was hoping to get good night late. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, it's a great phrase. Hoping to get good night late. Don't we all? Um, no. no, not at all. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Uh, I don't. You, is it bad that I don't find her very attractive? No, I didn't find her attractive either. I I did though. I did. A young mini driver is, is for uh, me. No, she's nasally and I don't know. I, I don't. I don't find her attractive. What you the say? British Sam? accents, you know. Kind of spidery. She's very lengthy. I uh, I don't have a problem with the British accent. I mean, one of the hottest women on the planet is Elizabeth Hurley. I mean, and she has a British she, accent. Who? Elizabeth Hurley, she played the uh, devil was, in Bedazzled. I was, I was, I was, oh, okay. I was kidding. I was kidding. She's hot. 
Um, and she's also out of acting. She quit acting a few years after Bedazzled. She wanted to be a mom. Um, That's lame. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Thinking about Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> uh, you can tell this movie was sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Because they're in Boston, and that's where they come from, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, actually, I do like the fact that you know, coffee is a thing. Like every time he shows up, got a coffee for you. Yeah, which adds to the whole realism of how they're interacting. And I just, damn, appreciate okay. everything. All these small little nuances in the movie. Yeah. And, well, you can tell that they're from there. I mean, and they are. Yeah. So, like, there's a love of the area. Yeah, and they. And so that you can, it seeps into the movie because you can, you can tell by, you know, not just by their accents, but by the way they acted. I mean, I'm sure they probably just drive down the road saying, oh, that guy punched me in the face 25 years ago. We should go beat his ass now. You know, I mean, that, that probably does happen. I don't know. Um, we that, do that when we're together. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't. Um, <laughs> I think the closest we might do is maybe like insult him with the windows slightly down as we drive by in our, you know, in our Jeep or something, but. Uh, I, I'm, I'd be okay. Uh, of the four of us, I'm pretty confident that Corny is probably the only person that could actually win a fight or ever has won a fight. Yeah. Because um, I, Indeed. I've I've never actually been in an actual fight where fist, you know fists were thrown and things like fist that. Fisticuffs were. Uh, yeah, fisticuffs were never a thing. Yeah. yeah. Generally, when you call it fisticuffs, we pretty much assure that you never won a fight. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't. I haven't lost a fight either. I'm just. I'm like. Um, I'm like High Point University football. I am undefeated since 1982. <laughs> um, they don't have a football team, folks. That's that's that's, that's the joke. Yeah, you have to be from North yeah. Carolina to get the joke. I guess I could have picked another team, but I didn't. I couldn't think of any other team. You could that, say like you know Detroit Lions. Ooh. Oh, oh well, geez. Or, you know, haven't had a football team in. Oh, Sam. Um, no, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> uh, one star review <laughs> from people, yeah, like, hey, people hey, like, hey, if there's if, somebody from Detroit that still listens to us after all we've said, that's very true. But they you don't know, know send us, shoot us an email, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Yeah, if, you, if you're from Detroit and you have internet there, oh, I'm just, <laughs> uh, if the infrastructure makes it to your house and you've got electricity, they're uh, they are putting in Google Fiber across the street from our house, it's weird. It's uh, it's actually I'm actually excited for it. I just I kind of wish they'd be done with it because it makes life kind of annoying. Anyway, um, uh, we'll be moving in next week. Sure. Hey, come back to Gastonia. You know, it can't be worse than Shelby. Um, other than the uh, extra forty five minutes of driving I have to do every morning. I drive. I drive an hour to work every day. Whatever. Deal with it. Um, sure, I have an awesome car. I could do that. You do have an awesome car. <laughs> actually, you like this, so. I'll talk to you after after off air. Um, okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I meant my next again. My next note was basically that the monologue in the park could have won him an Oscar by himself. Absolutely. I, I, I thought that that was. Did you capture that? Uh, I did not capture any of it because I didn't. It was that no, is one heck of a monologue to remember? Though it really is. Yeah, really he, is. he did. It, he did it in one take, and you can tell it was done in one take because uh, the camera never leaves him. Yeah. Um. And it was, which is gives it even more um, emphasis. Yeah, and you know, it just it makes it that much more special that he is sitting here. You're still looking at him five minutes later. Yeah, and it's just it's so you're it's just, it's amazing. You just he basically yeah. it's a mental takedown of of uh, 
of the the Matt Damon's character. Yeah, he, he calls him a child. You're a child. Yeah. You don't know anything. You've not done. You might have, you know, I say something and such, and you've read it in this. But I, I was there, you know, like, like these are the reasons why you should listen to what I have to say because I've lived these ups and downs of life, and no. uh, and that what makes this movie just so I think great is because we not only do we explore Matt Damon but we get to explore Robin Matt Williams's Damon. Car- character and his sorrows and I mean he freaking about ripped his throat out when he talked bad about his wife. Yeah, I mean that was still clearly some uh, uh, you know a sore subject that, that, you know, and, um, right. You know, my wife is obviously very much alive and I I can't imagine how much of a wreck I would be if I didn't have her. But if, if you say a bad thing about my wife, you know, like like the three of us and anyone who's listening is married totally gets it. Unless you hate, unless you hate your wife, of course. But, um, well, and there's, you know, there's, yeah, he was um, what what Matt Damon was saying, and I cannot. What's the name of his character? Will 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 Hunting. Hunting. One would think that uh, <laughs> I would remember that. We, you know, Will Hunting hits below the belt. What's the name of that boat? When you know, it was the movie that Titanic. Sank. What was the name yeah. of the boat? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Sam. Or or that place where they were they were genetically altering you know dinosaurs and and making like a zoo for them. God, what was that movie? <laughs> See, that's one thing. If you say it that way, but when you're like the way you so, said it that way, Sam, that actually kind of worked, though. You know, like, <laughs> you if you would have said what was the park in which they were making Jurassic dinosaurs, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but back to what I was trying to say before I got derailed by myself. Um, he hit below the belt, you oh, yeah, know, because like, you every single one of us, not that we just belittle each other's wives but we kind of make fun of each other a little bit here and there and but none of us would would do what i would call the nuclear option well of between friends the, um, about the, our wives the, the big thing there though is that we have what 15 years of a relationship behind yeah. us busting each other's balls yeah you know what i'm saying they had met each other for three seconds and he insults the painting that he's got he's made he's Basically, Matt Damon is just trying to get rid of this guy. Yep. You know, like he'd gotten rid of all the other guys. And so he'd done the other guys in different ways. You know, that one guy, he calls him, he calls him gay and calls yep. him out. And so he can't work with him. And then the other guy, he goes along with the fake hypnotism and then makes fun <laughs> of him. And this guy's like, you know what? I'm just going to insult him so badly that he's going to want to quit. And then yep. he'll have to find, you know, someone else. So they'll give up trying to give me therapy. And. And, and that's what he did. He went for the nuclear option, and Robin Williams yep. responded differently than I think he expected. I yep. think he wanted Robin Williams' character to just to die, to, to back down and wither and go, oh, just get out. I don't want to do you anymore. And instead, he calls him chief, grabs him by the throat, and says, that is off, that is subject is off limits. Off limits. And uh, he did the tiger claw, man. He's going to rip his throat out. That, that, was, uh, that was powerful. <laughs> that was a powerful scene. Um, we mentioned it earlier. Here's the scene. My wife used to fart when she was nervous. She had all sorts of wonderful little idiosyncrasies. <laughs> you know, she used to fart in her sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry I shared that with you. <laughs> One night it was so loud it woke the dog up. <laughs> <laughs> she 
she woke up and got like, oh, was that you? See, I didn't have the heart to tell her. <laughs> oh, God. She, she woke herself up? <laughs> and And it was funny. So when I was watching the movie the first time, I was laughing with Matt Damon because it was a funny little moment. And then the second time when I was recording it, it made me sad. Um, because, one, I was realizing in that moment the second time that we again lost had lost Robin Williams and yeah and that that brand of comedy was because it's not just that it was funny that it was it had a purpose that that moment was I'm gonna share a moment of vulnerability about myself so that you can share something about yourself yeah um and then it just I don't know it just it just it made me sad for probably uh, for the for the right reasons you know not like Saw made me sad for the wrong reasons. Zombievers or that other one we did. Um, uh, this was uh, kind of a funny little thing and very, very true. Oh, my God. Men are shameless. If you're not thinking with your wiener, then you're acting directly on its behalf. You bet. <laughs> and he's calling his friend at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Yeah, like I love it. And then he hang, he, he's like, hello? And then he hangs up on him. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's awake. Um, this was that. Oh, this is that thing I was making reference to earlier. That that that, that proves Ben Affleck is in fact a good actor, and I think the two thousands kind of ruined him, and he was able to kind of resurrect himself with uh, with Argo a little bit. Um, so I thought this scene was great, uh, and it really rather rather been powerful though. It took me out a little bit because they're drinking beer on a job site at a construction site, which kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, yeah, but it's Boston. It's okay. I know. I was like, I can't. Maybe it's the, was it the end of the day? I, it looked like no, it, no, was, it, it was lunch break. It, like it looked lunch. like lunch break. Yeah. Because um, they were eating. They were still eating like sandwiches and smoking cigarettes and drinking beer. Every day I come by your house and I pick you up. We go out, we have a few drinks and a few laughs and it's great. You know what the best part of my day is? For about 10 seconds from when I pull up to the curb and when I get to your door. Because I think maybe I'll get up there and I'll knock on the door and you won't be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. I'm just left. I don't know much, but I know that. I thought that was great. I really did. I thought that was weird. Not that there was anything wrong with it, but like, I don't know. It, you know... I guess it's a friendship deep enough that you want the best for each other. Yeah. I guess, you know. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I mean, like, we all have, you know, our, 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 our best friends and things. And um, I, I, I think we all obviously want what's best for each other. And yeah. even if that means you not being here, you know, I was sad when Corny moved an hour away from, from where we are now, but it was what was best for him and his family, you know, and, um, my, my, one of my, my best friend, Chris, I was his best man. He was mine. Uh, he and I went to college together for a, a year and then he moved to New York and it was hard. You know, I was my best friend. I'd known him since uh, eighth grade and I, I helped him move because it was what was best for him, you know? So we all have those people in our lives. We, we do what's best for, you know, we want to help them out. So it was his way of saying, you don't belong here. You belong out yeah. in the outside world. And. I love it when he says it earlier in that, that scene. He said, if you're still here 30 years from now, hanging out with me, I'm going to kill you. Like, I, that was great. Because that's what I, like a real friend should say, you know? Yeah. You know, it's that, the whole, that whole joke about, 
you know, a friend will bail you out, but a real friend will be in jail with you. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same kind of concept, but um, uh, so uh, anyway, um, this was the, the last one I have. Sean, if the professor calls about that job, just tell him, sorry. I had to go see about a girl. Will. Son of a bitch. He stole my life. I thought that was great. <laughs> great way to end it. Um, tropes, though. Which, uh, that was improvised, wasn't it? No, it wasn't improv. Uh, actually, it was improvised. You're right. It was improvised. And, yeah. And I can't remember if I wrote the trivia down about that one or not. Um, I did not. Uh, that was referred to, uh, that line was referred to as the best, um, that was, they said basically that line was the best contribution that Robin Williams had to the movie. Like it made the movie, you know, like we get to end the movie on a laugh, on an up, you know, yep. as he drives off to, uh, say Wantanejo to hang out with his black friend. Um, oh wait, uh, wrong movie. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I got I get Shawshank Redemption. Uh, this the trope, uh, the smart guy, you know, janitor trope. Um, I make the that that joke is also that trope is also used, but as a joke in the show Big Bang Theory. You guys seen that particular episode? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't think so. There's an episode where they're like doing like a like a um um a physics bowl, and it's um. Uh, um, the team versus Sheldon and Sheldon has to have four people on a team. So he just picks up three of the people that work at the university, the janitor, the cook and somebody. Right. And Sheldon answers all the questions for them, obviously. And it gets to the final question. And it's this giant equation and, and no, none of them, no one knows it. And then the janitor just looks up and says negative two. And then Sheldon goes, wait a minute, you can't answer for me. And then the guy goes, <laughs> The judge is like, that answer's right. And Sheldon says, but I didn't say it, so it doesn't count. And he looks and he goes, who are you? And he says, um, in Soviet Russia, I was, a, I was a nuclear physicist. And then when the, the collapse, I moved here. <laughs> and I've been a janitor ever since. And so it's like kind of the same thing, but they're kind of making it as a joke, you know. But of course, Sheldon loses the, the science bowl because, or the physics bowl because... He won't accept help from anyone else, which is the point of the episode. Um, Self-destructive behavior trope. Professor wants to sleep with everyone. Good God, I thought I thought that was a little uh, over the top, but um, hey, he's the, a single man. The professor. Well, I guess he was the professor who who has the scarf and the nice jacket, and he yeah, teaches I need a to class. Get some of that stuff. He teaches a class. I mean, do any of your students applaud you when you're done teaching? Yeah. And if you say yes, you're lying. Yeah, absolutely. Stop. I, I've actually had that happen before, so yeah. yeah. Do you remember, mm -hmm. you guys, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had applause, not every class, but I've had applause before. I'm actually impressed. That makes me, I, I would love to have been there for that. I was. Was there like an applause sign above you that lit, that lit up? No, they did it on their own. No, road. actually, I stood up and started slow clapping. The slow uh, clap? Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> I've had applause, but for way different reasons. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm ashamed to talk about them on air. Um, 
Let's but no, like that over. trope, like that same trope, like uh, was in. Uh, that, remember that that stupid. Uh, well, they're all stupid, but the second Transformers movie, where the the professor that Shia LaBeouf interrupts, he's wearing this exact same outfit with the scarf, and he, yeah. he takes a bite of an apple and then drops it, and this girl picks it up and is like, "Oh, thank you!" Like all the girls want to sleep with him. Like, is that yeah. is that is that real? That is not the case. Is that, no. is that real? I don't know. I, mean, uh, I guess you guys work at that community. happens to me on a regular basis. Well, I, I, I believe guess. that you are kind of a sexy beast, but. Yeah. I'm not a teacher. Beast. I don't know. I'm just ops. So, yeah. um, you're kind of more like the janitor. Oh, I'm not the janitor. I'm not saying that janitor is not an important job. It's an important job, but like, actually, speaking of janitor, I uh, I'm the guy uh, in there, you know, changing the light bulb to the projector because douchebag McProfessor left it on all night. That's not <laughs> my job. Yes, that's what I do at night. It's eleven. Um. That's it. Audible.com sponsored this fine podcast. Uh, you can get a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews. Trivia. Act trivia. After the 2014 death of Robin Williams, the Boston Public Garden park bench in which he and Matt Damon have their conversation scene became an impromptu memorial site for the actor with people leaving flowers, quotes, and various items at the bench. A petition has been passed around to erect a statue in Williams' memory near the bench, which I think is great. The scene where Sean and Will are in his office and Sean starts talking about his dead wife. I said, we already know that. It's a, it was all improv. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck found a clever way to choose the right studio for their script. The story goes that on page 60 of the script, they wrote a completely out of nowhere sex scene between Will and Chucky. They took <laughs> it to every major studio and when no one even mentioned the scene, and no one mentioned the scene. When they met with Harvey Weinstein at Miramax, and sa he said, I only have one real big note in the script. About page 60, the two leads, both straight men, have a sex scene. What in the <laughs> hell is that? Damon and Affleck explained that they put the scene specifically in there just to show who would actually read the script and who didn't. As Weinstein was the only person who, bought, who brought it up, Miramax was the studio chosen to produce the movie. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, when Matt Damon was in his fifth year at Harvard, which I didn't know, there was, there was this playwriting class and the culmination of it was to write a one act play. And he had just started writing a movie in which with the help of Ben Affleck became, become this movie. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Soundtrack grade. I gave this movie, uh, SB for simply beautiful. I just, I thought it was great and simple even for Danny Elfman. Um, um, I mean, simple maybe not even be the right word, but like, I don't know. It it was, it was not typical Danny Elfman. They went on a limb getting him to do their movie. I think, you know, coming yeah, off of yeah, uh, because typical Danny Elfman. If you would describe this film, you would not expect to him be him be associated with it. Right. Uh, what did we learn? South Boston is rough. That's what I learned. Yes. Uh, but apparently you can drink on the job. But you can drink on the job, which is fine. Uh, oh, yeah. There you go. Top three. Um... Well, we picked Matt Damon movies. Top three Matt Damon movies. Um, I'm going to let Chad go first. Oh, hey, Chad. Chad's top three. Dogma is his number three. Um, True Grit is number two, and Saving, he actually wrote, 
Saving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think that movie. <laughs> sh- sh- Shaving Ryan's Privates is actually what the, that movie is. No, Saving okay. Private Ryan uh, are his number, his top three. So thank you, Chad. Coming from beyond the grave. No, uh, from the sick. Oh God! From the hospital. <laughs> uh, no, from his bed. Corny. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with. Um... Oh gosh, where's my list? Uh, the Legend of Bagger Vance. Okay. Uh, that's my number three. Uh, my number two uh, is going to be Ocean's Eleven. All right. And my number one, The Born uh, Identity. Yeah, I love that movie too. Okay, Sam? Okay, I have my number three. I had it right here. Would be um, The Departed. Okay, so yeah. Rough- Rough movie to get through, but yeah. it is. Number two is Saving Private Ryan. And my number one is True Grit. Okay. Um, my number, uh, I did a, I did a um, honorable mention of Saving Private Ryan because he's barely in the movie. But he's really yeah. good in it. And it also has Nathan Philly in it. I bet you didn't know that. Nathan Fillion's in that movie. Um, no wonder I hate it. Nathan Fillion is the first say, the private Ryan that they find. Oh, that's he, right. He's the yeah. guy crying. He's like, my brothers are dead. How did they die? Well, they died in combat. But he's only 11. Oh. <laughs> okay. Not the right guy. Uh, Born Identity is my number one. I love that movie. It kind of changed action movies, and I, I think. Um, and it introduced us to Super Shaky Cam. True Grit was number two. Uh, I think that movie is great. LaBeef is hilarious, and he has to talk like this the whole time because his tongue about to fall out. And number one is The Rainmaker. Rainmaker? Hmm. Oh, it's a lawyer movie with him and um, Danny DeVito. Uh, where they Joe go? Pesci? No, another short guy, but not him. Oh. Oh. Danny DeVito. It's it's a John Grisham. Oh, um, John Grisham's okay. The Rainmaker. It's uh, a. Okay. It's a it's a lawyer movie. It's about um, a kid who gets sick and dies, and an and a insurance company would not uh, accept the claim for the experimental, um, you know, procedure to try to save his life, and he dies. The kid dies. Oh, so, uh, so then he forms a group of uh, four of the thieves, and they go around, yeah, yeah, exacting exactly. revenge on. Them. Companies. Uh, so the so Matt Damon's character with Danny DeVito, they they just both of them are well. Danny DeVito actually isn't even a lawyer. Um, he was like a paralegal or not a, or something like that, you know. And then Damon is just like just past the bar, right? So he's barely out of law school for like five minutes, and he gets this case. And uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. Highly highly recommend it. Uh, that's it. Um, cool. We have an email. Oh, really? We do have an email. Oh, really? Not, is it a hate mail? No, it's not hate mail. Not this time. All right. Uh, is it from AOL Jeff? No, it's not from AOL Jeff. It's from our buddy Alan. Okay. Hey, guys. Love, uh, love the show. Listen weekly. Looking forward to Masters of the Universe, which is next Universe, week. universe. As for Goodwill Hunting, the improv scene about the wife's flatulence is great. Maybe a top three of improv scenes. Okay. Something to think about. Oh. Also about each host's least list of shame. Um, that might we might have to explore that one day and movies uh, and or a gym hidden gym recommended by each host. Thanks, Alan. 
Interesting. Um, so um, yeah, hidden gems might be bad because we talk about that all the time. Yeah, we kind of do. Um, I just kind of assume that no one's ever heard of Serenity, so that's always my my kind of go to. Yep. That and Stardust. Yeah. I just assume no one's ever seen Stardust either. I'm almost oh, certain hi. that no one has ever seen uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, yeah, well, but we, we've all seen those. Probably in- not mainstream. Your typical like jock or whatever. But I mean, a lot of the circles that we hang out in, I'll bet they probably have. Mm-hmm. Um, like the new- is something we could try to come up with. Uh, maybe yeah. So uh, I'm actually more interested, truly, in just kind of our list of shame. Like yeah, like like movies yeah. that we are supposed to have seen by now but haven't. Like I know. I, I, I haven't I, seen Casablanca. I have, no, I, I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, me neither. I've never seen. I've never, never really seen, seen Lawrence of uh, <laughs> Lawrence of Kansas. So, yeah. uh, I've never seen The Godfather one, two, or three. I've never seen Scarface. Three. I've never seen Good Feathers. Good Feathers. Good Fellas. Uh, <laughs> I have seen Good Feathers. Tony Two so. Adventures fan yourself, huh? Yeah, I have seen that. Uh, yeah. So there's a bunch of them. Um. I think I like this. Yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah, I like I'm not plan. saying we should do a whole episode, but maybe we'll just kind of mention one or two every now and then. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so thank you, Alan, for your email. That email, yeah, of you. course, was uh, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. We love that. And and your tweets as well. I get tweets every now and then I'll just respond to. Um, so there you go. It's time for our – oops, what did I do? Sorry. Out of our, our – um, out of ten. Okay. Um, Let's do this. Chad, again, Chad has submitted his out of 10. Again, really sad that we didn't get to speak to Chad because he did not like this movie. And I will find you, Chad. He yeah. um, he gave it a 5.4. Really? Uh, yeah, Chad gave it a 5.4, which, is, of course, is a really weird number. Hold on, hold on. Um, I got this. Chad, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. He, he put, it's I give it a, a 5.4 fault. for lack of any interesting plot conflict. I just really? don't know what to say about that. How could you not see the conflict? Uh, but anyway. The he also yeah. wanted me to say the joke. Oh, yeah, mention the sequel where Will travels to California only to find the English chick shacking up with Bad Bill Gathering. That's bad, Chad. Yeah. So, thank you, Chad. Get, he, he, negative points for that, right? Well, no, he's sick, so anything he says can't be used against him. No, 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 negative points. Okay. Negative points. Okay, negative one for bad bill gathering. Uh, Corny, (laughs) out of ten. um, How many give it a – oh, sorry. I was going to give you um, how many um, goodnight lays were you going to give this? (laughs) Well, I was going to give it nine and a half, but there is no half lay to me, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that works. I got a half laid. What? Oh, anyway. (laughs) Well – (laughs) <laughs> That's like being sort of pregnant. Like, you either are or you're not, you know? Anyway. One, instead of saying one thing led to another, it's just one thing. Right. Or another. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm actually going to give it a 9.5. Wow. And wow. the only reason, the only reason that I cannot give this my my 10, my, my second 10 of the uh, podcast right. uh, is because nothing exploded. I have to have an explosion for a 10 out of 10. Well, the car Avengers. probably exploded. It was so freaking old <laughs> on the That's way out to true. California. Yeah, no, but the Avengers, probably didn't uh, have a budget to explode. I gave the Avengers a 10 because I, I you know, love myself some comic movies. But there was tons of explosions. Shit blew up. Yeah, so, true. Well, every time they lit a cigarette, technically. <laughs> nope. 
Nope, nope. That doesn't count. Technically, there was a very small explosion. I was, I, I was the closest thing I was going to get you, Corny, was um, Stellan Skarsgård's head exploded when he saw that the problem had been solved. <laughs> That's as close as I can come up with. Sam? Um, I'm probably going to give this... Uh, I'm going to give it a 9 tennis court beatings out of 10. <laughs> nice. Yep, 9 out of 10. This is a really, really good movie. Yeah. I love it. It, it gives you a great message. It shows you that people can change once they realize... You know why they are the way they are. Yeah, and um, it's just a great movie. Makes you feel good. Yeah, it really does. Um, what you know? In a different kind of way. You know, this is not like one of those sports movies. It's like yeah, this hurrah, isn't hurrah. Yeah, this isn't Rudy. No. You know. No. Um, where it's you, it's the underdog who's working above his station. Yeah, you know this is this is not that this is this is technically the anti Rudy kind of. Yeah, he's actually really good at something, but he's he's kind of es- you know messed up and and so yep. as, you know as opposed to Rudy, he's like the all American you know Boy Scout. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I gave it a eight point seven five. Um, I, I really did enjoy this movie. Um, that, that, I really wish Chad was yeah, better. He could have he could have explained. You know what it would have happened. He we would have totally uh, flipped him. I think. I, I think we could have maybe talked him up to maybe like a six and a half. Or yeah. Something this like that. might have made his heart move, and he grew is- three sizes <laughs> too big that day. <laughs> um, I miss you, buddy. Yeah, I feel better, pal. Uh, uh, anyway, eight point seven five. Um, um, uh, Mini drivers. Tootsie rolls out of uh, out of ten. Oh, so, gross! Yeah, more or base, little league baseball gloves. More uh, wiener jokes. Yeah, I will say this: this movie had a lot of blowjob jokes and uh, and uh, mother jokes and fart jokes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, and you think that would have made my rating go to a ten? But no, yeah, no explosions. Yeah, no explosions. That's fair. Uh, that's it. That's it for this uh, this this movie. Um, I've already teased what we're doing next week. We're not teased. I've already said we are doing Masters of the Universe. Universe, universe, universe. Uh, right. Um, I've so, never seen this one. This is gonna be. Oh, you, this is gonna be. You're okay. in for a treat, buddy. I will say this. Okay, Sam. Um, yep. We we're going from this. Okay, this is that that good food I was talking about. Oh right? God. <laughs> Masters of the Universe. What is this, Corny? Masters of the this Universe. Is, this is like... frozen, sorry, frozen heat up corn dogs. Okay. Oh, I actually am okay with that. I was actually going to okay. say uh, those frozen, I, I like your frozen analogy, your frozen reheated chicken wings. Yes. But yeah, corn dogs, anything yeah. like that, any, any of that snack aisle appetizer thing, it's still pretty good. You know, it's still kind of yummy. Yeah. It will hit the spot from time to time. It will hit the spot. Well, but you know that when you're done, you will, you will regret it. You're going to have a little heartburn. Yeah. And uh, you might need some Tums. Um, <laughs> it might help matters if you drink a beer. Okay. Um, <laughs> Before and, and after. Yeah, like I'm saying, like this is all the same things that it equal to eating reheated chicken wings. Um, okay. uh, I, I don't want to really talk more about it because... <laughs> Yeah, uh, don't. I have, yeah, I, 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 I want to go into this as fresh as I can. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but um, and I really, really hope Chad's well for this one because he's gonna have a 
ball with this one. <laughs> I really, I really do. And um, yeah, because yeah, that, 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 you're gonna hear that happen. Um, only it'll be done by Dolph Lundgren's docile tones. Nice. But the power of Grey Skull. Yeah, or something. Like I will that. break you. I will break you. Um, oh, uh, Sam, and, before you before we watch the movie, you should go and watch Death Battle, uh, He Man versus Lion O, and uh, it, it'll prepare you for this movie. Okay. Is this the one where He Man keeps losing his sword? No, I've seen something where He Man keeps losing his sword. Not this movie. Not Masters of the Universe. He does lose it at the end, but of course he overcomes, gets it back. But yeah. Um, oh, no, spoiler th- alert! Yeah, whatever. This. <laughs> It's like a hundred years old. This movie, um, no, but this one has it has a young Courtney Cox in it. Whoa! Yeah, holy crap! I forgot about that. Yeah, Courtney Cox is in it. So, um, this will be a good time. I'm actually really looking forward to this. This will be fun. So, stay tuned next week for Masters of the Universe. Um, assuming nothing gets pulled, yeah. uh, we should uh, we should also have uh, coming up on the list. We should have Kung Fu Hustle coming up and Witness. Yes. Expendables 3, Wing Commander next. Um, uh, so we've got some good stuff coming up. And in less, and believe it or not, in 10 episodes, 10 short weeks will be our 100th episode. What? Our 100th episode. How have we not been fired Three yet? digits. Yeah, triple digits. That's crazy. It is crazy. Um, Much like my uh, waistline. All right. And Sean will give you a special prize if you've listened to every single one. Uh, Just for you listeners. Yes, I will give you a hundredth episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do want to do something fun, some type of um, audience interaction. I don't know what it is yet. If you have any ideas, audience, other than me giving you free stuff, which we can't do, um, (laughs) well... To a point. I do have a couple movie posters I could mail out, I guess. But um, I'd love to hear it, whether you want to tweet me or Facebook it or email, whatever. I don't care. If you have any ideas, I, I would love to do something special for the 100th. And not just some just some movie. I don't know. I don't know what to do yet. Um, we'll talk. Um, so look, look for that to come out soon. And in the meantime, I have to read my script now. In the meantime, sorry. You may visit our website at our website is www.cheapseatreviews.com where you can uh, check out all of our old shows, catch up on what you've missed, or just simply make fun of us. Um, Especially Chad's giant head. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. And soon, coming soon, Google Play. We have been approved. Play, play, play. We have been approved. We will be on Google Play once that happens. Once they relaunch that, so that's actually pretty exciting for you. Google's Android. gonna play, 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 play. Gosh, <laughs> I've never thought Taylor Swift would have found her way out of this show. Um, I play in a band that does uh, all about that bass, so uh, that's fine. Come on, you know it's possible. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/CheapSeatReviews. Follow us on Twitter at CheapSeatCast. I am Sean J. Allred. Sam is Suniji16, which is S-O-N-E-J-I-16. <laughs> At least it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> Corny is at Johnny Darko 16 Chad is at Maestro underscore Evans. Please, please, please send us your emails to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. We love to hear and read them and love them and stroke them. 
And if you have not heard, they have they have teased that they are going to be um, redoing or they're going to be doing a new Star Trek series. And if you want more thoughts on that, feel free to uh, engage me on our Facebook page or Twitter because <laughs> it's um, I don't know. On behalf of Corny, Chad, feel better, buddy. Sam, this is Sean saying good night and thank you for listening. How can this be for the greater good? The greater good. Shut it! Good.